Trichotillomania is characterized by the persistent and excessive pulling of one's own hair, resulting in noticeable hair loss. Trichophagia is the compulsive eating of this hair. In trichophagia, people will ingest the hair that they pull, and in extreme cases, this can lead to a hairball. These very real mental health diagnoses are just a couple of the many themes present in Are We Not Cats, a 2016 film written and directed by Xander Robin. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Xander to discuss his film, his previous short films, and exactly why mental health disorders such as these play such a large role in much of his work. This interview really spans further than just about the films, and we really hope you enjoy it. Also, the music in this episode comes from the band Lightning Bolt out of Providence, Rhode Island. The song you'll hear, Assassins, is featured in Are We Not Cats, so if you like it, be sure to check out their albums on Bandcamp. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. This is Joshua. And this is Brandon. This is the special guest, the director of Army Not Cats, Xander Robin. And you're now tuned in to PBD Horror. And you're now tuned in to PBD Horror. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We have our special guest, Xander Robin, director of Are We Not Cats? Um, not a new film, but I feel like uh, people are, I don't know, I feel like people are talking about it a lot more uh, recently, or at least it was brought to my attention. So maybe yeah. it's just hidden up streaming sites. Well, Shutter does this thing where they'll release it. I don't really know because I don't have conversations with my distributor right mm-hmm. now, but they, they, they released it and then they it goes off the service. And then, then the next month it's like, and now new on the service. It's gotcha. Are We Not Cats is back. I was like, I didn't realize it left, but maybe it left for two months. Maybe it's just a great, you know, maybe at Shudder, they just love the movie and they want to re-release it. Yeah. I, I think that could be the case. Um, I also think it was getting a little bit of um, like another life because it became a romantic horror film too. Right. For Valentine's day. And yeah. It's so funny. Like, like uh, you notice like the, the times that people will watch it, especially like as someone that's made a movie that is not, has not been recently released. And it's a movie that not a lot of people have seen. So that every October now and every February, it's like, a, yeah. it gets, a, it gets a life. It's funny. Yeah. So I was able to watch it on Tubi. So, you know, I like to watch all my films on kind of like Tubi a little bit. So, but the commercials, I dealt with it. It was fine, but I did, I love the film, you know. You you love the the service Tubi. Yeah. Have you you use it or no? It's but it's got it's got ad. It's like watching a movie on TV, basically. Yeah. It's got ads. Not bad. Well, it takes you back to watching movies on cable, though. I guess. Yeah. When I was younger, like I was, I always tell these guys that you know Tubi, it kind of makes you feel like that Saturday morning horror. You know, when we watch horror films on uh, like UPN and everything back in the day. So UPN. Yeah, <laughs> had to take it back real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we just we want to just touch base a little bit about this film, a little bit about your early work. Uh, so, Brandon, I don't know. You want to hit him up with the first question? Yeah. So, this film has been categorized as like a horror comedy, specifically in the body horror genre subgenre. Right. Yeah. Now, um, did you set out to create a horror film? Also, what are some of your favorite body horror films? Um, I I set out to. You know, horror is a is a is a word I probably wasn't thinking about, but body horror is always a an idea that I'm thinking about. 
And I guess to me, that doesn't imply like scares. It just is, there's an expectation for gore, right? Yeah. You know, some yeah. gore is going to happen and that's, that's it. So that, that was always the expectation. And then the expectation was also to make a romantic movie. And you've seen the shorts, so you know that like there's a, a few of the shorts that have that romantic body horror aspect. That was something I, I was, you know, for, for whatever reason, some abstract reason that I can't even uh, put my head around, I was making without even any knowledge of what I was doing in college. And then people helped like put some, you know, movies in front of my head, in front of my eyes that are part of that genre as well, which is like, you know, society is a, is a, is a oh, one nice. in terms of the core. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I'm a, I'm, I like Dead Ringers a lot. I'm a big fan of that movie. And oh, the, Cronenberg, Fly, the Fly is basically my favorite movie, you know, um, at this point. And the next like movie that I'm um, making has like a, tr- a trans transformation, like in The Fly. Cool. Like a, a full transformation. There's certain movies that have like this kind of like grotesqueness that are, that is not horror, but like, you know, like, something as as obvious as like gummo is a is a grotesque movie yes. but it's yeah. it's not body horror it's not even horror but it's yeah it's grotesque so these are all super obvious ones i know you guys are horror people so i'm trying to like get the deep cuts but yeah. I'm, I'm i'm blanking a little bit i'm not um, i'm not gonna lie when we were thinking about when i was thinking about this film and we were thinking about things we wanted to ask you and i was thinking about body horror gummo came to my mind when i thought of this film so mm-hmm. that's funny and i was actually going to ask you also like Eraserhead like, also, yeah. Erase, like the first, oh, yeah. like, is that, Lynch, is that yeah. a body horror movie? But it's oh, got the sure. screaming baby, you know? Yep. It, yeah. And, like, I was wondering if you're also a fan of, like, Harmony uh, Corinne films, because I kind of, like, think of, like, kids and just, like, I don't know, something about, the first, like, the characters. The first few. The first few I love, like, Julian Donkey Boy, Gummo. Yeah. They're yeah. great. I think, um, you know, after after he burnt two of his houses down, those movies are different. I, yeah. I would call them, they're in a different category. And I still like them, but in a different way. The early stuff I like in a special way. Cool. Because he's, he's flying close to the sun. You know, I always appreciate that. All right. So you kind of alluded to it already, but one of the things we want to ask you is about um, some of your, like one of your earlier films, it's a short film called Virgin Her- Herod, Virgin mm-hmm. Herod, right? Saying it that right that time. Herod, um, yeah. So it's, it, it's like basically it's a short film watching the gross like anxiety escalation of a teenager who's invited to a party where I think we were kind of assuming that he thinks he's going to have sex or he's going to, yeah. there's going to be some kind of sexual encounter and yeah, he's just, yeah. he's just freaking out. It's an incel movie. I'm realizing now, but like at the time it was like, you know, but like now I'm just like, Oh no, this is, is this an incel movie? Cause it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a virgin, right? Yep. He's involuntary celibate. Okay. Go on. So, you know, just watching this boy with like the pick scabs and it just progressively becomes like this bloody urine soaked vomit mess. Um, yeah. But then he ends up finding out the girls like occupied with somebody else, like yeah. going down this vagina slide together. Yeah. <laughs> um, that so was I'm, my backyard. It was my whole thing, that was my house that I was living in. I would just like stand in my house, be like, okay, I would picture certain things and then I would paint the, and then I had to repaint everything afterwards. Sure. But I, I like made the house into the set of the movie. It was a rental in Tallahassee. And then I, but, you know, we had to switch it, it back later. But, and it took like months to switch back and everyone was, you know, asking me to. That's so it. awesome. <laughs> it just means somebody, hey, you want to come over and go down my vagina slide? <laughs> yeah. Was, the slide was hard to find at the time. Oh, I, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. So, I mean, this seemed to me like this was like the obvious like first step to Are We Not Cats? And I wonder like what was the inspiration behind this short film? 
at that age. This was 2011, I think I saw. Yeah. Well, the, like, like I said, the, it was very a- abstract. It was just like, I wrote it and I was like, this is, you know, and then everyone's like, oh, have you seen all these movies? And then I watched them. I was like, oh yeah, all these people are doing it really much better. I, I guess I, in terms of like the hair stuff in it, that is something that is like more personal to me that like I have that weird problem where I just, when I have anxiety, I, I have these weird compulsions and I don't want to do them, but I do. And so I was like, oh, this is like such a crazy image and feeling. And I'm a filmmaker. I want to put that into the, into the movie somehow. And you sort of see it in a, in a different way in Virgin Hair. It's yeah. like the, you know, we had to get all that hair from a hair cutting place. And you could kind of see the, the, um, the, the tweezers and the scene with the, the old guy in the bathroom. Like there was very specific instructions for the girls to be pulling his back hair. And there's an arena cat short that is like hidden for, for certain reasons. And there's, there's back hair pulling in that one too. Okay. Um, yeah. That, that all that stuff is personal in terms of like the, 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 the pustules that's, I guess, personal in a way, but it's kind of more like obvious, like this is a, uh, an easy way to understand this character. But yeah. I'm trying to give you an answer of like what movies did I watch that inspired me, but it, it was sort of, I, I, I like instinct, instinctually want to show those images and then I, I did them and then I watched the movies later than I, that, you know, can articulate it better than I could and try to learn some lessons from them. And I, I've always, like I said, been a hypochondriac and have had like, you know, maybe when I was younger, my, my, if I had a cough, my parents were like, oh, you have asthma. Like, let's, let's, let's. And so it, it was aided by them in a way. Maybe it's like a Jew, a Jew thing too, um, in my opinion. And that just like has, if I'm doing my own writing, it comes off in the, in the, in the films. And I think all, all the movies I want to make that would be really close to me that I would, you know, when you make a movie, it takes years of your life and you have to love it and you have to really feel a connection with it if you're going to like keep working on it after a year. And I've tried working on projects that I didn't love that I was doing maybe for the money or maybe I thought it was good for my career. But um, it, the only thing that could really bring you uh, happiness and also will make the best projects are the stuff that you have a personal connection with. So it's always going to have to have this like um, kind of either a medical aspect or a, um, a body horror aspect, uh, uh, some sort of guts. Um, it doesn't have to be the first thing that's in there, you know, but it has to be like a, it has to be there. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, you actually, you, you started to, you basically answered one of my next questions because like that, the theme of, uh, trichotillomania is sure. obviously in, um, are we not cats and yes. the Virgin Herod. Um, but then there's also, like you said, I think, um, the picking dis- disorder is a different a different category, but it's still all OCD based, anxiety based yeah. uh, disorders. And then you added this element in of uh, which I didn't know. I didn't know the name of this, so I had to look. Oh, when this up. when when you eat eat it, yeah, Trich- trichophagia. Yeah, yeah, it's basically just like a a section of people that have trichotillomania go yes go that far. That far yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember seeing that story when I was like maybe. You know, when I was in college and I was writing Virgin Hair and I was making it, I remember seeing that story of the the hairball in the stomach and like these girls that were going, it was mostly it was mostly girls that were going to the hospital and getting it removed or or dying. And I was just like, oh, this is like, you know, I have to make this movie. And at the time, 
this is why I sort of uh, relate with, at the time I was like, I have to make this movie before anyone else does. This is, someone else is going to make Are We Not Cats. I have to do it first. And now I'm like looking back, I'm like, I'm crazy. But, you know, no one would dare make that. Yeah. I, at the time I was like, oh, like, this is great. Like this story, it's so it's so cinematic and it could be done for like, you know, a low budget. Cause, sure. uh, and um, yeah, so I was basically in a rush to make that after, after feeling like, Personally, I felt like Virgin Heart was a success. Like I had, um, you know, achieved some of the things I wanted, which is, you know, a rare feeling when you're making movies. You know, yeah. very often you're the failures are louder to you than the achievements. But the the first screening of that I was like, okay, this feels good. Um, let's keep moving in this direction. Yeah, I um, I I know that like when I was watching it, I, I think the three of us kind of felt a connection to this film probably for similar, but also different reasons. Um, I know Josh has like a personal connection with this. I know myself when I, when I saw him doing in the very beginning, he was like picking and pulling at his hairs. And I do that all the time. I, yeah. I never really thought of it in the sense of like it being an OCD behavior, yeah. but I also, I work in, you know, the mental health field and I know many people who do, you know, who do this behavior um, and also like the, the scab picking um, mm. which is, can be pretty devastating to people. So I, I, right there really caught my attention and I thought you captured it in a really interesting way, you know? Yeah. The, uh, for, for me, this, this film, uh, it, it really hit home, uh, because my wife has trick. Mm. So, uh, for me watching the char- character was, uh, Anya, uh, the mm-hmm. female and she, she wasn't really picking. It was the guy, mm-hmm. but her movements um, her movements were spot on. Like when he takes the hat off and you see how her hair is when that happened, I was like, Oh my God, this is my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the movement was perfect. The shyness was perfect. The, I thought that acting was brilliant. The entire scene was so well done. It, and I was like, this is real. Like it looks so real life. Um, and then my next question was, was, was that the actress or was that you, uh, putting that into it um i you know tried to explain kind of the whole uh you know i guess the the medical examples and like my own anecdotal uh experiences to the actors and they were they were pretty um um they were like all in you know and it's it's tough with the indie movie to find people that are willing to trust that this is going to be a good movie and that we're going to do it justice and we're not, it's not going to be corny or like, so I, you know, I'm Chelsea did her own research and, but a lot of it was like, just if she would do something that was like, not right. I'd be like, Hey, stop, stop. And like, let's, you would do it. Like, I guess this way. So yeah, I, I, I felt very responsible to making sure that the, the portrayal of the, the, um, the medical, uh, the, and, the compulsion aspects were specific enough that, you know, if someone in my head, deep down, I'm like, Oh, this is actually really made for whoever might have this uh, problem. And, you know, I don't know how many of those people like this genre of movie or even want to see something like that, but in my head, that's who it was for. And I wanted them to be able to look at that and be like, okay, like that's, um, that's legit. And when you asked like, if, if that was her, you're talking about her hair, like specifically, no, no, no. Um, Her, her, like, um, yeah. When when you come across as something like that and you make it look that real, it's either somebody either knows uh, what it feels like, yeah, or they did a lot of research 
to make the movements. And a lot of it's also in the in the edit, like myself, like she picking the right moments. But uh, you know, Chelsea is a like a instinctually good actress, and so she, if if she nailed it for you, that makes me happy to to hear. Um, yeah, uh, like I I just remember in that scene specifically, like, and also it, it was very those scenes end up becoming very technical. You're just like, this is how, how you would uh, mm-hmm. feel about it. And this is, um, especially when Michael was like, like pulling, like, like it, that's me saying like, I want to see the root, right. Of, of the hair. I don't want it to just, just be a, a hair. Like that's like a specific, uh, I, I actually, I, whenever people would ask me in Q and A's, they're like, Oh, you know, what inspired you to do this? I was like, imagine if you didn't have this problem and you were making this movie, it would seem really, um, confusing and you I don't know why would you would want to do it actually why you would want to put yourself through making it so like 20 years ago or so this was pretty big um well up here I you know we I, I was in the goth scene up here and this mm. telemania was actually really big in the goth scene um and I, I you know I'm going back 20 years when you know before I had kids and, and yeah. I used to go out I don't go out anymore but it was really big in that scene and the club scenes, they look like old goth clubs that I used to attend in, you know, in Rhode Island and Boston and, and Connecticut and stuff. Now, uh, and, and Trick is Trick to Telemania, like, obviously, is a, is a really interesting beast in itself. And to put it in a culture like that, where it's actually, like, accepted, and a lot of them uh, used to wear wigs and stuff like that, and it was accepted. Um, did that influence those you're, scenes? You're blowing my mind right now. No, I had no idea. Um, that there oh, was really? like a, it was like a scene of 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 people that shared this problem that were like at a yeah like so, um the goth scene years and years and years ago uh here a lot of people that had trichotillomania would go to the goth clubs because you could wear wigs wow and it just became like it's okay because a lot of people had the disorder so I, there was I like yeah. underground movement, and it in the film there was uh, some scenes where they were at the club, and I thought I just thought that that was a connection. So, I mean, I probably wrote it for the same reasons that they would go. Uh, would, but you know, you are blowing my mind. No, my first uh, all I knew were like like when I was like in middle school, and this was like the first time I even like had this compulsion. I would like search about it online. And you would see like forums. I was like, oh, okay, like people do this. That's what you do when, if any, if you do anything weird, you're like, you just search it online and then you see that there's a forum, you know, before there was a forum, I guess it was the club. That is, um, that is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the culture was, you know, and obviously my wife was in that culture back then mm-hmm. too. Uh, but there, here's the other thing. If you, if you suffer from this, um, the past 10 years, uh, specifically, I, I, in my opinion, you know, me and my wife have been together for, a long time uh but the past 10 years uh trick to telemania awareness has really picked up in my mm-hmm. opinion does that influence you making this film uh are you trying to bring awareness uh to trick or um i don't i think the the responsibility of a movie is not to raise awareness of anything it's just to you know but I, if it ends up you know influencing a conversation i think that's great i think the the idea was first to just use that as a as a as paint to make a, a piece of art or to make a movie, and I, I feel like it would make it 
as a pragmatic person just trying to make a like a low budget movie that is personal at the time like that that was that was the avenue I I chose so I didn't really overthink it really but I was thinking in the back of my head like if anyone you know has this I hope they see it and I hope they feel you know seen in a way so that is I hope you know that aspect happens but I I like I said the uh, the the Venn diagram of people with trick that might like a movie like this I don't know how how much overlap there is. I think a little bit. Um, I've seen it. I've, so every now and then I'll search it on Reddit and I've seen it mentioned in like uh, the trick form like a couple of times. And most people are like, I don't know if I could watch that. But some people are like, this is, isn't this crazy that this exists? Because, um, yeah. But there, yeah, the raising awareness, it's an interesting question because I think some people make things because they're just like, I want to raise awareness on like this issue of genocide or something, something terrible. And, um, you know, those are those docs have their own purpose. I know there's a trickster doc and that, that makes sense that it's specific purpose is to raise awareness as a creative movie. I don't know. I don't, I think, I think that's too much of a burden for artists to raise awareness. Well, I got to thank you because my wife does not like body horror. Then I told her about this film and she is, you know, we're, we're trying to set aside from a date night where we can actually sit together uh-huh. and watch the film. So uh, I, I appreciate it. I thank you uh, highly for that. Uh, uh, I hope she's, she goes easy on it, you know. <laughs> feel, feel free to watch my kids while we watch your film. All right. Over, over <laughs> Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, changing gears a little bit, another thing I want to ask you about just with this and even like your short films that just for anyone listening, you can find the short films on xanderrobin.com. But I just, your characters are like intriguing, they're quirky and they're strange. So uh, each character we meet in the film, especially like, are we not cats? Every character we meet is a new level of odd, uh, which Mm -hmm. just kind of keeps adding to like the bizarreness of the film. Where do you get these influences and these ideas for these characters? Like, where do they come from? Those are the people I want to meet in a movie. I think, I think in some sense, I do wonder if like the, if I spend so much time with the care, like these actors, they end up kind of mirroring me in a way, or they end up kind of like um, speaking, you know, stammering or something like that. But um, usually I just, just write the people I would like to meet in a movie. And I try not to write generic personalities. And sometimes I write very low key personalities that have, you know, their own sort of eccentricities. But um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't really overthink that. I, I, but if I'm doing my own writing, I, I just, I, I try to cast specifically. And with Are We Not Cats specifically, a lot of the actors and characters are just, it's mostly the casting. Um, and that's what it comes down to. So if you, 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 could, you could write a part of like the guy that worked at the junkyard, um, the ball guy at the junkyard. And that was like just a, a random part, but we met the guy who brought the garbage truck had a friend who he brought to the set who just wanted to watch. And we were like, you're awesome. Can you please be in this movie like in a few days? And he's like, no, 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 no. I was like, just like, think about it. Think about it. Talk to your family about it. And then cause that's, that's the best trick. You tell people, we really want you to be in the movie and don't let them say no. But if they say no, you say, think about it, talk to your family. And usually the family's like, of course, you're a movie star. You got to do it. You know, <laughs> if their kid's like, what are you going to say no to Come on. And then, of course, he's like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then he, he was great. And then he was just like, the only thing I don't like is how many times you have to do everything. Because we made him do a, a bunch of takes. Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought he was great. 
But yeah, um, the guy, Al, he owned the space we were renting because we, we rented a, um, the whole in all the interiors of the warehouse and kind of our main stage for the movie was a, a warehouse in Staten Island. Um, and the person that owned it, you know, he was a character and we cast him as Al, uh, this guy, Dean. And he, he actually sent us some music that I, w- um, I think we have one of his songs in there okay. as well. But um, yeah, casting is really one of my favorite aspects of making movies. And um, if I had it my way, I, I would just self-finance all my movies and then I would cast no famous people and only just like interesting people. Yeah. But I know people, people, when they watch a movie, they're like, who's in it? That's the first thing that they ask. Sure. So I get well, that as well. I, um, so, I mean, me personally, I, I do like, I love a lot of like indie movies, not just indie horror, but like, I like a lot of like indie drama. I mean, Brent, uh, Josh, yeah, he loves his, he loves indie horror. Uh, so, I mean, we, we're definitely, you know, that's not something that we will look for. I think for me, I love odd characters. Uh, so mm. when I started watching this right away, I was like, I know I'm, I'm already hooked because it was just like just quirky enough for me that I was like, all right, this is, yeah. this is perfect. I so and too I also, quirky is a problem sometimes. You don't want sure. to be like, I mean, I think I even look back, I'm like, maybe this was too cute. Like the next one will be less cute. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think it kind of shows like you have like a interest in like people in general, like mm-hmm. people's personalities. So I, I think that kind of shows when you, the way that like you cast this film and the way the, the character development is. I appreciate it. So, right, um, so and what I, I like about the horror genre also is that it's like, it's the only genre of movies that you don't need famous people for the movie to work. It's the audiences of horror are really open-minded and they, yeah. they accept anyone really. They, 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 the genre is actually better when you feel like you've never met these people before. Cause then, you know, if, if Tom Cruise gets killed in a movie, you're just like, that guy's not dead. He's still alive. I know where yeah. he is. And then like, if it's someone you just met for the first time and they die, it kind of feels more final. You're exactly right. I think actually we, I mean, most horror fans actually probably prefer not to have like these huge movie stars in their films. I think that kind of like ruins it a little bit, unless we're talking about like the I, Jeff I Goldblum. Yeah, when you see when you see an actor that's famous turn into a mutant, I think that's a little bit more fun because then yeah. you're just like it, <laughs> it plays on there. Because I think the best parts of like a transformation are the parts where in the fly where Jeff Goldblum still kind of looks like Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. like that sweet spot is like when he's like really first starting to have the changes and then you know when he's an unrecognizable fly at the end it's not as fun for the audience but still it's still great but you know i think uh that's that's the exception i think for actors in horror now i love that you are able to incorporate all the stray cat themes into the film like eli's living situations the diner and so on what made you go with this theme for the film yeah the cats like you know that that ended up, I think, happening just by the, you know, the idea of it being cats is in my head. It's strictly just cats eat their own fur and can yeah. cough up a hairball, but a human can't. And that's really it. And I think um, all those other things are just the characters I wanted to show, which are, you know, down and out people. I remember watching a movie that was um, I didn't know anything about it in the first 10 minutes. It's all these characters that are going through all this like mental anguish. And I'm just like, Oh my God, these are my people. And then like 15 minutes later, I see that it's a heroin movie. 
And I was like, oh, like I wish they were just crazy. I wish they were just like having problems and it was all in their heads and not because they were heroin addicts. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted in this movie. Yeah. So now I was sitting there also, like I was saying, like all the cat features, like the issue, like when Kyle came back to like reclaim his male dominance and then like kind of get okay. in a fight with Eli, um, like he was trying to warn him, like, you know, what you, look what you're going to get yourself into. Like I noticed he had a hat on. Right. His character was so, involved. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh man, I think you got." Her. Um, she ate his hair also, so yeah. I was like, "That was kind of a little, little cool, like Easter eggs wish, and everything that you had." I wish he was bald. The actor wouldn't. He, um, I asked him to shave his head, and he said his manager said no. And then he came back. He's like, "You know what? That was one of my great regrets in my life that I didn't shave yeah. my head because I, I kept my hair for like a, 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 you know, a career move, and the career move didn't mm-hmm. like he didn't end up getting that part. And he's like, "I could have shaved my head for your movie, and I wish I did." But we had him wear the hat, so like. It's yeah. still, he's, he's supposed to be bald. Yeah. I was also sitting there just looking and then like, cause the jug of like that they were drinking. So I was kind of mm. like talking to Dave. I was like, do you, like, was that like ketamine or something like that? Because I know like, like kind of like a antifreeze. Yeah. Anti- was it, like, it just antifreeze. I didn't know if they just had like a, a empty bottle. Cause I seen like it was like paled off. So if they were just like adding stuff to it. Yeah. It's, I, I yeah. mean, it could be whatever you want, but I, it's, yeah. it's antifreeze and it's like okay. you know, the master kind of. You can't know. drink a lot of that. It makes you puke. No. Yeah, it's true. It's I mean, it's all poison, but hmm. it tastes I, good going down. It tastes sweet. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've drank it before in a pinch uh, back in my in a pinch. Yeah. Back in my <laughs> uh, days, I needed something. I was like, hey, this looks good. Oh I, my God. It. I, I, like, I should have done the research. Honestly, I, I I'm writing something um that incorporates like a, a another fucked up thing that people eat. And I mm-hmm. I'm going to actually eat it before making the movie mm. and uh you know just to know i think it'll be good good for you know the spirit of the movie i'm very good, intrigued good right now and this is yeah it, it's going to be um mushrooms growing out of lizard shit but like uh, psilocybin mushrooms growing out of lizard shit that's okay. the i know it's, i just gave back it all, to the lizard theme again back to lizards yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's like you know it's, hey, it's, a, it's a, hint. Know, that's a lot better than a car battery or something you know like for sure you had me worried there for a second i i, I used to work at the hospital and guys had pica and they'd come in with you know batteries oh, yeah. you know there was there was a pica movie and i remember it was like oh man this is kind of you know, yeah. a similarity the uh swallow which is different because that was like a, a rich person so i was like oh this is uh, interesting brandon and i have plenty of uh experience with pica with yeah uh, the so brandon and i worked at a, a group home uh, together with uh, kids with disabilities and the the things they would eat. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Nickels, yeah. nickels and zippers and everything, shoestrings and buttons and you name it, anything you could find. Oh so, my god! It's so pretty, it's so interesting well. that you all connected through. Um, you did you all meet at like in the mental health field? So Brandon and I did, and then Brand, uh, Josh lived across the street from Brandon. So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of got together that way. I, I was their patient. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. So they both work in the field. I was the patient. <laughs> so I and I, I'm sorry because I don't want to make this whole interview about this one disorder, but. Since we're since we just brought that up again, I want to ask you a question for sure. my own personal reason. I want to ask you, and also yeah. just for anyone listening, what helped you with managing your symptoms of trichotillomania or any kind of picking that you might have done OCD related? It's a good question. 
I think doing stuff, keeping active. Yeah, I, I think if I if if I'm like going kayaking or something, I'm not gonna do it. If I'm yeah. like, you know, going hiking, I think it's more of when I'm just sort of alone that happens. Use uh, fidgets at all, or like stress balls, or anything like no, that. No, I should. I I honestly haven't really seeked out help or found treatment, but I, I'm just I just do think about what works. Um, it's still something I do actually. So okay. I, I prefer it. any tips is nice, but um, give me a call. Remaining active has helped, has helped me though. Yeah. Um, I try to, I try to have like a ritual every day where I go on like a, a long walk and that um, keeps me, keeps me level. So like what is, uh, what do people do? They usually. They, so I, I have a patient right now who, uh, Picks his skin pretty frequently to the point where it recently started to go to his face. Wow. And it's kind of impacting his work because he has, he has business meetings he needs to go to yeah. and he's getting all scabbed up on his face. So we're going to do like kind of, we call it distress tolerance, just making him when he gets the urge to not do it, occupy his hands with something else um, and just kind of wait it out and just sit with that for a little while. And eventually the idea is the more you do that, the less the urge is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a little time and it takes definitely some, some patience and some self restraint, like, like a stress ball you said. Yeah. I'm asking yeah. him to grab something, whatever kind of like works for him that he thinks he'll be able to pick up. And it's yeah. a lot of just like having him fight that urge. And, um, there's also, I guess there's some medications that are supposed to help with it as well. Yeah. I try, I try not to take medication. Sure. And, uh, I can't prescribe medication, so yeah. that's not my deal either. But, but I, I think a, a stress ball sounds like a good idea. I mean, I still during the pandemic, it, it hasn't helped, honestly. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. Dave, do you think like also like putty or anything would help yeah. for him too? Yeah, putty. Yep. Any kind of fidget they say. Yeah. Um, anything that's going to occupy your hands. Even like I tell him like I'll take a pen and just like you know yeah, just, like clicking on the pen. It's super annoying, yeah. but hey, it's occupying your hand for a little bit. Um, and just like that awareness, uh, you get that urge, identify like what's the urge you usually get. And like, when you start to notice it, just kind of think about it and like avoid doing it. I know that sounds like super obvious, but for some people, they, they just kind of let themselves start going at it and then you can't stop. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your insight to it as well. And your experiences. I didn't mean to put you on the spot either. Sorry about that. That's cool. I mean, this is like, it's it's definitely the most, I think, in depth I've talked about this in an interview about this movie, which is, um, I appreciate it. It's unexpected. Because normally people are like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. (laughs) Uh, So I I just want to throw it out there. What what helps my wife uh, quite a bit. Uh, She uses oils a lot, like natural Mm -hmm. oils. Essential oils. Yes. Uh, She she really, she raves about those. and that's how I actually she got into them was she used them um, on her temple and her neck. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess that helped for, you know, I don't know what she uses, but uh, it, it, I can always ask her if you really want to know. Yeah. Um, and then I give her, uh, I push on her neck up into her skull, like the back of her neck and up into her skull and uh, the sides of her neck up into the temples. Um, and apparently that helps as well. So I don't know if you have somebody that could just, you know, or if you want Josh to come down to Florida, he can always, oh, yeah. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. My, my mother has given me essential oils, but I haven't uh, used them yet. Cause I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand how they work, <laughs> Yeah, but um, give it a try. Uh, yeah. I, I do. I would one day would like to grow a great big beard, you know, and then I would know, then I would, <laughs> then I would conquer this, but 
yeah, yeah. it's fine for now. So um, I try. I try not to like. I try to shave sometimes, just so I have less. Uh, avoid, yeah, yeah, more to, less to pick at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you you alluded to, to this earlier, and Brandon and I both want to ask you a little bit about the music in your films. Mm. Um, so you do a, a, a really good job of like using music to create mood and atmosphere, and it just it communicates something in the film. It's like it's another character in your film. I feel. Mm. Um, so. Like, what are your thoughts about the music, your intention with the music, I guess? Yeah, for this movie, the idea was to have, like, I guess, romantic, certain types of, like, sweet romantic music um, that had, like, sort of a manic aspect. And then also um, this kind of doom, this idea of this, like, you know, negative music, this, like, kind of doom metal. Um, and, you know, both of these things I, I, I enjoy. But there was definitely like a concept behind the way it was incorporated. Um, in terms of the specific songs that we used, we were sort of, you know, we were making an indie movie and we had a producer that sort of was able to give us access to a certain library of songs. And so a lot of the songs were from that library and a lot of it was actually Miami music. Uh, it was, so in Miami, they, there was a huge disco scene in Miami in the, in the 70s but before that all my my producer had access to this label that made sort of sweeter romantic soul music and and we 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 used as much of that as we could um for those moments but you know in the script there was a bunch of different music that i didn't you know none of the songs in the script um were in the movie um but uh yeah you know it was supposed to be kind of like hot and cold you know yeah yeah, I just I liked all the styles of the the music that you did choose because you know it just set the mood for all the the film. So like you were saying, some of the music that you you um that you wanted to use for the film weren't in it. So what are some of the artists that you wanted? What are the artists that I wanted to use originally? Yeah, I mean I I, I remember listening to this this uh, Flying Lotus had like a tape called Lovers Note that felt really felt really romantic and kind of yeah. swirly. And I had, and it was just a bunch of music that he put on. I was like, you know, this is kind of the mood of like the romantic music. And a lot of the songs I wanted to put for on that tape. And yeah. a lot of them are really like well-known tracks. So it's actually probably for the best that we didn't end up using them. Like, sure. um, yeah. like that song, I get high. It's such a, I get, you know, mm-hmm. that song is such a, yeah. everyone uses it. And then, you know, um, yeah, just some of like the, the general, like great, um, uh, like wall of sound, like six, 60 songs. So I'm actually, it's probably for the best that I didn't end up using all those songs because the stuff we chose was a little bit more interesting and deeper cuts. Yeah. And um, and in terms of the doom metal, it was like, or I, I like this band, Boris, Japanese band. Okay. And they had a lot of like, really, I, I saw them live, I remember in Tallahassee. They have a lot of like, and Lightning Bolt's actually from Providence. I actually oh. always wanted to put the Lightning Bolt song in there. And it's in cool. there. Um, <laughs> That was one of the ones I just reached out to him. I gave him some money and he let us put the song in there. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's, there's so much stuff to choose from and uh, it, you know, music is so weird because of it's, it's not just a creative pursuit. It's also like a, you have to make a business decision of like what songs to put in. And if I did it again, I would probably just get an original score. I would, I would make a movie with an original score because uh, the, the, the process of, of licensing things is crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's like I said, more than just 
what you want creatively. It's what can you license? What can you put in there? But the idea with this movie was never to have no original score and all soundtrack. Was there any significance behind your use of the um, the little like piano uh, with the lights? Oh yeah, like, I mean that was like that was more of just like a there was like this thing originally in the cut that like he had his he had a piano in his bedroom he had a piano in his like house in his truck and he had a, and then there was like at the end of the movie he was going to have this piano in this um in the new house that he had in okay. um in <laughs> like up, up uh, by the lumberyard um and i guess the only one that that stayed in there was the little one in the um in in his truck and that's just supposed to be i guess like a like a hopeful thing for him but it's it's kind of i think when you look back you're just like what it's just kind of confusing i still like it like i i I liked it too i i like that that like was the one thing that was important to him oh yeah like sure yeah he had to bring it and then he like he had to get the one from the club and yeah and bring it to anya like it just that like that seemed to be something that symbolized importance to him and he's also the world's strongest man because he can move himself out of an apartment and (laughs) into another place (laughs) all alone i'm like i wish i could do that (laughs) <laughs> Nothing makes you question your life as much as moving and moving yeah. giant things upstairs. Yeah. You're just like, wow. I, remember I was watching the movie Tenet. I was just, and I, and I, during the time I was watching this movie Tenet, you see this Christopher Nolan? Uh, was, I haven't seen it yet. No, it's a, uh, I'll, I'll, the story still works where I was moving. I was moving during that time. And I was moving all this, like, this is like a month ago. I was moving shit upstairs and, I was watching this movie Tenant. Everyone's so like sophisticated. Everyone, it's like a men's warehouse commercial. Everyone's like wearing like a nice suit, and they go into a room, and the furniture's already there. And I'm like, these characters never had to move furniture. They, they've never had to like. They always pay someone to move their furniture. Yeah. That was a different type of people, right there. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think everyone should experience moving, you know, over and over again. <laughs> over makes you, and over. Makes you a better person. It makes you more, you know, gracious. I think that's the story of our lives. I know that. Um, So, all right, Xander, tell us what else, well, what do you want to tell people you have coming out? I know you, you know, if you, if it's secret, don't tell us, but what do you want people to know? What are they looking out for? I have, I have nothing coming out. Um, I, I am working on, on, on projects and I'm, you know, I'm glad no one's asking me to do, to hurry up. Uh, I, I like taking my time and uh, I think the world could use more patience anyway. And, um, but watch the movie and watch the shorts and that'll be fun. And I, I guess I am working on a, I'm, I'm directing a TV show, but I'm like directing something for hire right now. Okay. Um, and it's not really that narrative, but it'll be, it'll be interesting and it's going to have a lot of interesting characters in it. Cool. Um, but it's not horror. Uh, there's, you know, maybe, maybe a little, but uh, we we had like a giant squid. Cool. I guess that's a monster. There's monsters a little bit, but you know, there's been pushback on the monsters. Okay. Yeah, the show is um. So the the producers of the show are are the Safty Safty brothers, who did this, who did Uncut Gems, um, okay. Good Time, and they they saw my lizard movie, and they actually saw still from Army of Cats, and they they hired me to do this to direct episodes of this TV show, and I was we were doing that before the pandemic started, we did two episodes. I did one in Florida and one in Catalina. And then we're about to do the rest of them starting next month. And then after that, I finally make a movie. I'm making my next movie. Awesome. Which has been a long time coming. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's the reason why it's taken so long is I'm trying to make it like uh, I want more people to watch it. Really. So it'll be a bigger, a bigger production. Well, I think what you should do in order to get people to watch it is just post a still of you with lizards hanging from your earlobes oh, yeah, yeah. from your short with the lizards <laughs> and yeah. everyone will be intrigued and they will check out every, anything you do after that. Yeah. Once, once I have something to promote, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll annoy everyone. I just don't like annoying people like in between. Uh, that's what I, I usually see social media as like just annoying people. It's just noise. And it's just like, everyone's like bombarding you with stuff and <laughs> I prefer to leave people alone. And, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I prefer to leave people alone until it's time to be like, okay, right. like you're going to be sick. Because whenever there's marketing for anything, you get sick of it, right? You're just like, stop yeah. yelling at me. But I get why they're doing it. You know, they want people to see. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'll have to I'll have to save the goodwill of everyone until it's, I'm ready to uh, bother people with uh, you know shoving the next movie down your throat. <laughs> so hopefully we can do some of this dirty work for you and we yeah. can spread the word about Are We Not Cats and direct people to check out your short films. And hopefully that will kind of like build up some momentum going into anything else you have coming up at some point. Yeah. So. Until, until the, the lizard movie. We'll yes. Call it that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Xander, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been a really nice conversation and I really appreciate you joining us and also just like kind of being so open to kind of anything we've asked. So thank you so much. Oh, no problem. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. So make sure you guys check out Are We Not Cats streaming on Tubi, Prime, Shudder, all that stuff. Uh, You guys will definitely enjoy it. So uh, signing off, this is Dave. This is Joshua. This is Xander. This is Brandon. Have a good night. Take it easy. Uh, you're going to edit this, so you're going to take out all the parts that we sound down and keep all the parts that oh, yeah. sound smart. Nope. Yeah, we're going to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. You should hear the podcast. Uh, they leave in every stupid thing I have ever <laughs> said. Yep. And then they put it on a loop. Well, no. I might have to mute the, the, uh, the, we're having some big drag racing going on outside, so I might have to mute this. Drag. Like RuPaul's drag race? Yeah, yeah, that kind of race. (laughs)